Hi, this is Steve Thompson. Let's just jump into our reading today because this is a good-sized one. Luke chapter 12, the first 34 verses. Meanwhile, the crowds grew until thousands were milling about and stepping on each other. Jesus turned first to his disciples and warned them, Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees, their hypocrisy. The time is coming when everything that is covered up will be revealed, and all that is secret will be made known to all. Whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light, and what you have whispered behind closed doors will be shouted from the housetops for all to hear. Dear friends, don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot do any more to you after that. But I'll tell you whom to fear. Fear God, who has the power to kill you and then throw you into hell. Yes, he's the one to fear. What is the price of five sparrows, two copper coins? Yet God does not forget a single one of them. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. I tell you the truth. Everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, the Son of Man will also acknowledge in the presence of God's angels. But anyone who denies me here on earth will be denied before God's angels. Anyone who speaks against the Son of Man can be forgiven. But anyone who blasphemes the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. And when you are brought to trial in the synagogues and before rulers and authorities, don't worry about how to defend yourself or what to say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what needs to be said. Then someone called from the crowd, Teacher, please tell my brother to divide our father's estate with me. Jesus replied, Friend, who made me a judge over you to decide such things as that? Then he said, Beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. Then he told them a story. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to himself, What should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. Then he said, I know. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I'll have room enough to store all my wheat and other good things. And I'll sit back and say to myself, My friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool! You will die this very night. Then who will get everything you worked for? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth but not have a rich relationship with God. Then, turning to his disciples, Jesus said, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food to eat or enough clothes to wear. For life is more than food, and your body more than clothing. Look at the ravens. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for God feeds them. And you are far more valuable to him than any birds. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And if worry can't accomplish a little thing like that, what's the use of worrying over bigger things? Look at the lilies and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his splendor is not as dressed as beautifully as they are.
And if God cares so wonderfully for flowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? And don't be concerned about what to eat and what to drink. Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world. But your Father already knows your needs. Seek first His kingdom, the kingdom of God above all else, and He will give you everything you need. So don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your Father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to those in need. This will store up treasure for you in heaven. And the purses of heaven will never get old or develop holes. Your treasure will be safe. No thief can steal it and no moth can destroy it. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. I'm going to be sharing more on Jesus' instructions for money and things in a few Sundays, but I will say that I find it amazing that Jesus strikes a chord with us even today when he tells us to stop worrying and getting uptight about how we're going to take care of ourselves. We have so much. We live in a time and a location of unprecedented wealth. Plus, we've got great systems in place to help out with even our most vulnerable people. Jesus is talking to a people that were one slip and fall injury away from complete destitution. I mean, with no recourse for disability claims. If everything didn't go just right, families would go hungry. Their one set of clothes would go threadbare, and, and housing might be whatever they could just patch together out in nature. And to these people living on such a fragile ecosystem, he says, you can trust your dad. He takes care of birds and flowers. He will certainly take care of you. That said, I want to jump back to the first 12 verses of this chapter. As we've seen, Jesus has intentionally set out for Jerusalem, knowing this was his home stretch. And with that shift in his direction, his teaching also starts to ramp up a bit. So we've also noted he's at the pinnacle of his ministry here. Thousands were milling about and stepping on each other, it starts off by saying. And so he ratchets up the intensity of his teaching on his followers. And they need to be ready for what's about to happen. So he wants them to understand what's at stake. Because they're about to face all of this stuff. They're going to come face to face with death and eventually end up on the other side of it. He needs them and he needs us to know that we can trust God through all of it. And that's the major theme behind this particular discourse. But when I read this more devotionally, just trying to listen to the Holy Spirit, I feel like there's several places that are really convicting And I'm wondering if any of those maybe hit you as well. So when Jesus warns his followers about being hypocritical, that everything, actions, thoughts, motives, will be revealed in the end, does that maybe leave you with a pit in your stomach? What's going on if so? Are you nervous about things that you'd rather keep covered up? When Jesus says, 
don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They can't do anything more to you after that. Do you kind of nervously laugh and say, that's not what I'm worried about. Like, how am I not supposed to be worried about being killed? I mean, how is somebody supposed to not be afraid of that? Is there possibly a priority shifting that needs to happen inside of us? When Jesus says that publicly identifying yourself with him will be a make-or-break issue in the life to come, do you wonder if you've truly, undoubtedly allied yourself with him? Do you wonder if your family and your coworkers know that you're a Jesus follower? Do you wonder if the, if they did know, if they would just think you're a hypocrite? These are all thoughts that I've struggled with at some point or other. How about you? Is the Holy Spirit pushing any of these buttons in you? If so, which one? And why is that one a concern? After you've spent some time thinking on that, what are you going to do about it? just going to wrap up then with us pondering where the Holy Spirit's maybe pushing us or talking to us and wrap up with a prayer. Lord, where there's hypocrisy in our lives, give us a clear view of our blind spots and give us the courage to come clean and bring it all out into the light. Where there's fear and anxiety in our lives, Bring peace and a reminder of how you're in control. Where we failed you and we've worried more about what other people would think of us, please bring a revolution in our hearts that would make your opinion of us the only true thing that matters. And I ask for these things in Jesus' name. Amen.